Hey, glad you're with us. This is Pastor Rick. I'm happy today to share a message with you that will help you grow. We're studying something called what maturity demands. If you want to be a mature person, it demands some things of you. One of the things it demands is faith. Acts chapter three is where we're going to start today. Here's a guy whose life is pretty much programmed to the end. He's 40 plus years old. It's like he's never going to get where he, beyond where he is. But something happens. Something amazing happens. And I want to show you what was demanded of him for this to happen. Your life can be better, but there are certain things you've got to be willing to do. So stay with me, Acts chapter 3. Let's go get into it now. Book of Acts, boy, this is going to be good. Stay right there. I am thrilled that you're with me today, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite guys in the Bible. It's in Acts chapter 3. This is a guy who has this incredible story about faith. Imagine being stuck in a life you can't get out of. Imagine being stuck in something. You say, ah, I know what that feels like. But he's in this place where he's, he's lame, which means he can't walk, right? So he's, he's, he's lame and he's totally dependent upon people transporting him. There's no disability you know, law. There's nobody, to, no wheelchairs. Uh, those aren't created yet. This is the guy, in order to get anywhere, somebody has to carry him. I want you to think about that for a minute. Imagine in your life who in the world would carry you anywhere if you had to, if you had to rely on that. So this is a guy who's 40 plus years old in the story and in Acts chapter 3, and he's, he's laying at this gate every day all of his life. This is the only job he has. And he has a team of people that carry him there every day. Imagine that. Probably been doing this since he was a kid. Begging is his only career option. Have you ever been stuck in a career path and you feel trapped? That's where he is. He's trapped. He can't get out of it. He can't change it. It's just the life he must live. Now, in that situation, you can become very negative. You know, um, uh, you're jaded. Uh, my niece, Aisha, who's a brilliant young lady, she, one time we were talking, right, and she says, and we're talking about something. And she says, Pastor, she said, no, she said, Uncle Rick, that sounds jaded. I said, that's jaded. I didn't know what it meant. And, and is this kind of negative? Is this just kind of, you know, bent toward the negative side? And I, I, this is a guy who could be jaded. This is a guy that could really become a give up, whining, complaining person. But that's not what happened. That's not what took place. This is a guy who embraced it. Uh, he's a professional beggar. Can't change it. It's amazing how many times in life we don't accept our height, our strength, our look. You know, one of the hardest things about doing video, right, is you see yourself. You go, oh, that ear is bigger than the other one. That's not really true, by the way, just making that up. But, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> you notice things about yourself. You see yourself age. You see old video, you see new video, right? You see all kinds of stuff. And you can see the progression in your life. Did you gain a pound or two? Hopefully not. You know, it's working on it, people. Still trying. Believe me, it's a fight. But but keeping yourself healthy, and I work at it, and I try, and I go at it. But there are moments in life you have to embrace who you are, embrace your size, embrace your education, embrace your your financial situation, embrace embrace your income level. You can fight to do better. But this is a guy who had settled and accepted and used the tools he had. 
me read you the story, Acts chapter, chapter 2. This is 3, chapter 3, verse 1. It's amazing. And I want you to watch the maturity and the faith in this guy's life. Now, it's not, normally when we look at this, we focus on the healing of the guy. That's good, but I want you to switch around and look at it from the other side. Chapter 3, verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man was lame from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So I'm impressed, number one, he's got somebody that would carry him there every day. I'm impressed that he's faithful to his job. Now, some of you walk and you still take too much time off. You always take it off. <laughs> but this is a guy every day specifically said in Scripture, this was a guy Peter and those saw every single day. Are you an everyday person? Are you reliable? Are you somebody that we can rely on every day? You know, I'm an employer. I hire people. I've hired hundreds of people in my life. And I'm telling you, I've seen, I've, you know, some people are just not everyday people. They come when they feel like it. Anyway, he's an everyday guy. But I want you to watch this. This is a guy using the tools he has. And that brings me to the first thing I want to say today. Maturity demands certain things out of your life. And that's what this series is about. And the first thing I want you to see is maturity demanded that the lame man use the tools he has. That's what it demanded. In order for him to get to where he wanted to be in life, to have resources, he had to be mature about his situation. No complaining, no whining. I'm a guy that needs to be carried, and he just embraced it. You see, it takes maturity to embrace the truth. I'm a person who can't drive, so I need somebody to drive me. I'm a person who's this tall, this short, whatever size you are, this is me. This is my body, my life. This is what I have to work with. These are my tools. I don't like school, so therefore I have to go to technical school, or I have to learn trade. Maturity means you embrace the tools you have. Now, that doesn't mean you can never get new tools, but it means you have to say, this is where I'm at, and based on where I am, this is what I, what I do. If you're a pastor and you got 50 people, embrace it. Embrace the 50 people. I did. I embraced my 45, 50 people when I came to this church. I embraced who we were. You have to embrace it. He, he embraced it. He went to work every day. Here's the question. Do you, are, you, are you doing that? Get this out here. Are you the kind of person who says, I get it. This is me. This is my head. This is my size. This is, this is my sound. Some of you don't like your voice. Can you get another one? No. It's everybody else's problem, not yours. Especially when you're in middle school and high school, people mock you. I forget those people. They're broke people who will, one day may need a job. Ignore them. Mature people embrace the tools they have and they use them. And that can be life-changing. Second thing about this guy, this was a guy who had the courage to ask. Maturity demands you ask. Listen to what it says in verse 3. When he saw the guy and the lame man, saw Peter and John about to enter, he went into asking. He asked them for money. Hey, guys. Hey. Can you give offering to a guy? Can you help a brother out? I don't know what he said, but he asked them specifically for money. 
Do you realize that some things in your life will never happen until you ask? There's some things that will never happen in your life until you ask. Matthew 7 says, ask, seek, and knock. Until you ask, it's not happening. You're waiting for something that will never materialize. This is a side note for single people. I'm always amazed, you know, you meet somebody, right? And uh, you like them and they like you, but nobody asks, can we, like, go out? Are you, would you be interested in going out? You know, you're just sitting there just drool at the person. Ask. They say, no, now you know. I'm not going to do that. Okay, don't ask. I mean, but you can't get mad if you never asked. You might be surprised. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, well, you hurt already because you didn't ask. I believe in asking. And I believe in asking for specifically what you want. Being real, real honest, I'm telling you, it changes everything when you develop the courage to ask. Well, Pastor Rick, I, don't know. I was with you until you went off on the dating part. Or, well, I think it applies to everything. Everything in your life, if you, if you can, how can, how can it come to you? It would just drop on me. Really? I mean, there's, I, where, did, where did the Bible say that? Where, 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 this is a guy, he would never, look, if he didn't ask, Peter and John would have kept moving. He would have missed his miracle. Because he had the courage to ask, for some of you, ask for a promotion, ask for another job, ask when you're confused. It's, it's sitting in this place of, of pity and sorrow and saying, well, my life is just bad. Well, ask somebody how to make it better. Find somebody who's happy. There's something about that moment when you cross the bridge and you start saying, this is what I really want. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. I'm going to do a whole series on that down the road. It's all about hope. I have a whole series on hope I'm about to do. It's, it's just this, this desire to have something and say, I want something else beyond this. I want my life. And this is the guy, he's looking and he's, he's asking. But I'm going to tell you what's interesting about this guy. I don't believe he was just asking for money. I think there was a silent request that was below the money request. Now, you'll see that later on in just a minute. So he asked for money, which is the immediate need, but there's something brewing in him. In his mind, here's what I believe is true, and you'll see this in a minute. I believe this guy wanted to walk. I believe this was the guy... He just didn't see how he could walk. He had accepted what he could see, but there's nothing wrong with having that hidden request. And you'll see in a moment how he responds when he's given the chance to try to walk. Watch this. He asked for money. We got that, right? But he's also somewhere underneath here. He's willing and waiting for a chance for more than what he asked for. So you make you know, $10 an hour, but you really want 20 And you're just waiting for an opportunity to get to the 20 but you really, you just, you ask for what you know you can get. He had no idea that Peter or any of these guys could help him be well. He didn't know that. But he did start with something. I'm going to tell you, I tell people all the time, God guides you as you go, as you go. Problem is, you don't go anywhere. You're not, you're not trying anything. You're just kind of floating around. So here he is. He's asking. He's just 
He's, he's starting with what he has. He's going, and then God says, try this. Now watch this. this is, watch the turn. This is so important. Peter looked at him, verse 4 of Acts chapter 3, straight at him, and did John, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. 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 Now, you can take that a lot of ways. Do I look like I have money? I mean, <laughs> you asking me for money, look at me, man. You can take it that way. Or you can take it another way. You can say, look at me, man. Look at me. So the Bible said the man gave him his full attention. Expecting money, expecting something from him. Because he had never received anything but money from anybody else. Nobody ever mentioned anything about his condition. Nobody ever said, you know, uh, I want to help you get well. That was out of the realm of possibility. And I'm telling you, you can get to the places in life where you believe it's out of the realm of possibility. You could never, you're going to live broke and messed up and broke up and, and can't move and all that. That's all you know. Everybody you know is like that. Everybody you've been around is like that. Everybody you, you, <laughs> you go to church with is like that. It's like, okay. If you're not careful, you can't see past where you are. You can't see past where you are. You know, I, 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 I think back being raised by a single parent, living in a small, I don't know, 200, 200 square foot house, small apartments and Riding the bus until I was 15, 16 years, 15 years old, 16 years old. Um, had a bus pass. I tell you all that. I'm a bus man, bus pass. Every time I see one, I think about it. Most of my life, we went to the grocery store with a little cart. I used to pull a little cart behind me. Go, we had to go to the washeteer to wash, washeteer. You know I'm old when you use washeteer. <laughs> yeah, man, you had, to know, you, had, you, know, you had to hang clothes out on the line. You, you, you had to wash them in the sink. But in the middle of that moment, I embraced what we had. Didn't feel poor, felt prosperous, sharp on the bus, holding on, riding the bus, sharp. But when I look somewhere down beneath, there was a dream that one day I'll have a car. And one day I'll be able to go where I want to go and not have to rely on the bus schedule. One day I won't need a bus pass. One day, one day, one day. Well, he is sitting there looking for the money. Peter looks at him and said, hey, man, here's the deal. Watch this now. Peter said to him, silver and gold, verse 6 of Acts chapter 3, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now, I want you to watch this now. Watch the maturity of the man having the courage to ask. Now watch Peter's maturity admitting his limits. I don't have any money. I can't even make you well, but I know somebody. I don't have the tools to fix your life, but I know somebody 
Why do you think I preach the Bible? Because I don't have the tools to fix your family. I don't have the tools, but, but I know somebody. And he says, let me introduce you, lame man, to Jesus. And so he said, in the name of Jesus, walk. Now, I, I want to pause there and say this. That's where you look up at this man and say, fool, you see me sitting here, right? You've been coming here for days, for years, and you have never seen me walk. You see, I'm 40 plus years old. Uh, what do you mean walk? See, he could have got smart. But that's where you see somewhere beneath the surface. He was asking for money, but somewhere beneath the surface, there was a deeper vision. For some of you, that's true. Somewhere beneath the surface, there's a bigger vision. You're only asking for this, but you really want that. You want to go down deeper. You want, you want God to give you something better than what you have. You want somebody to give you an opportunity. You're riding on the bus, but you want a Lexus. Yes, you do. You want a Mercedes. You right now have been stuck in this one job, and you are working that job, going there faithfully, giving your best, but in your mind and in your heart, you want to go into business. Something's brewing. Something's brewing beneath the surface. All he said was, well, no prep. No more conversations. That's why you know it was there. And as he went along, God said, try this. Walk. Now, again, no arguments, no hesitation. Watch what happens. Amazing moment. Verse 7, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Peter looked at him and said, walk, and put his hand out. That's all he said. I don't have any money. Walk in the name of Jesus. I don't have it. I don't have any money, but what I do have is I have Jesus. Je walk. And in that moment, you saw his faith. In that moment, he recognized this is the moment. In that moment, he said, the Bible says, watch this now. He helped him up and instantly when he reached back at Peter, instantly, his feet and ankles became strong. Now, 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 <laughs> think about this. What if he didn't reach up? What if he say, what if he start talking about what he can't do? Boy, some of you just wear, you wear, you wear God out. You wear the angels of God who, who watch over you out. You wear, you wear everybody out, your family, talking about what you can't do. Well, you know, I can't walk. I, I, I'm old now. Some of you need to stop all that old talking to you. You always talking about how old you are. You look, people can look at you and tell you old. You don't need to say it. Stop it. Stop talking about your old. Stop talking about what you don't have. Stop talking about, stop talking about that. Nobody wants to hear it. Look at this blame, lame man and look at what he does. He tries. There's a word. Try. Well, I'm just pitiful. Yeah, you are. You're pitiful. <laughs> What you don't want to be is trifling. My mom used to say that. Ooh, I used to hate when she said, don't be a trifling. Used to go through me, trifling man. You know, sometimes you get so bad off and you get in this mindset and you just become, you just stop trying and you talk like it. And then nobody, this is, oh, it gets old. Reach up. Walk. The Bible said when he did, God gave his ankle bones 
strength when he reached up. Peter reached to him. He reached back. Here's what James says. Draw nigh to me. Draw close to me. And I'll draw close to you. Try. You know, it's funny. I preached probably about close to 10,000 sermons in my life. It's funny. I, I preached a bunch of sermons. Oof, man. I count them up by close to 10,000. And, and, um, and, and I've been preaching for, for, I've been pastoring for right at 40 years. And I've been preaching five years before that. So I'm about 45 years into this, most of my life, by the way. I'm, uh, but what's interesting, and since I was 17, what's interesting is every now and then you get to the point where you don't have no sermon, right? And so here's what I found out. Just open the Bible up and start. Just try. And every time I open it up, I see another one and another one and another one. It's like the fish in the, in the five loaves. He keeps giving me messages. But I have to try. You're not trying. You're complaining, but you're not trying. See, faith requires you to try. We walk by faith, not by sight. Man, that's a powerful verse in Corinthians 5, 7. That powerful idea of we walk by faith, not by sight. This guy said, man, why not? He reaches up and the Bible said, look at this. This is a moment here. The Bible said he jumped to his feet, verse 8, chapter 3 of Acts, and began first chance to walk. Probably wasn't pretty. Probably wobbled a bit. Didn't know how to do it. Had never done it before, but he never had the strength to do it. Mm, my goodness. He never had the strength. You don't have the strength until you try. I used to look at people in school. I used to say, ooh, they smart. I used to say that, smart. I don't know how they get so smart. And they bookworms, and I used to call them names. And I'm telling you, it's not until you sit down and really invest the time that you realize you can, you, you can do more than you think. You can learn more than you think if you try. He tried. Start walking. And then he went with them into the temple. And by the time he got to the course of the temple, which is a short distance, he was walking and jumping, and he was praising God. He knew who gave it to him. But here's the deal. He had to participate in the healing process. One more time. He had to participate. My daughter loves that word. Participate. You have to participate in the process. <laughs> My daughter loves that. You got to participate, Dad. I said, that's right, big girl. Participate. There's something about getting involved and saying when you, when you get involved, things happen. So there are some lessons in this. There are four important lessons from this story I want you to take home. Number one, use what you have. You don't have <laughs> what you don't have. You don't have what you don't have, but use what you do have. Number two, ask for something. Be honest and say what you really need. He asked. If he didn't ask when Peter, and Peter walked by, he would have missed it. Thirdly, help somebody get up. I love this. I love the imagery. Peter helps the man get up. He, gives, he reached out his hand. Who are you helping get up? Now, I can spend a whole sermon on that one. Churches love church services that inspire them. But if they're not careful as an organization, they're not helping anybody get up. Who's better because of you? What child is better because of you? What youth ministry is better because of you? What are you investing in? If you're not careful, you care about the building and you care about gathering, you care about raising offerings. You're not helping anybody get up. You ready? Number four. Last word, one more time, participate. And do not let people who are trying to help you do all the work. 
the blind man did his part. Peter did his part. Participate. Don't let people try to help you. And I've, I've, I've been pastoring a long time, so I've seen this. Well, people that say, yeah, well, I just, you know, I just, I, I, you're a church. You're supposed to help people. No, you're supposed to help yourself, too. Paul told the, the, the Thessalonians, he said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Not, your, your life is not my responsibility. You mess up your life and come to me and ask me to fix it. Let me help you with that. That's not my job. You did that. You married that person. You spent all your money. You are the one who did all that. So that, that's not, let's not make it my job. Participate. I love the fact that the blind, that the, that the lame man, rather, he reached up. He participated. I love the word the Bible says, uh, God sent us a parakletos, a comforter to help us, right? And the word parakletos in, in, in John 14, where he talks about, and 16, where he sends a comforter to us. The word parakletos means someone called alongside to help us. He's not there to do all the work. He's there to help us do the work. Your life's not going to change until you start operating in faith, until you start making some changes, until you make a decision in your life what you want. And that's going to require maturity. You've got to grow up. You've got to realize that this is what it demands. A staff review, I do these sermon reviews before I preach them, and one of the staff asked a question I thought would be great to mention today as I close this out. Does the story pastor teach that everyone who wants to get well will get up? My answer to the person was no. Everybody is not going to get up. This story is not saying everybody that's prayed for is going to be made well. That's not what this story is about. This story is about a man taking advantage of a unique get-up opportunity you will have a get-up opportunity. It may be a job, it may be a school chance, it may be a relationship, it may be, I don't know what it would be. But when your get-up opportunity comes, get up. When your get-up opportunity, it may be this sermon, get up. There's a get-up opportunity that comes your way. So get up. Walk in faith. Be mature. Be strong. Now, in all of that we've said, in order for this to work, you need consistency. If you're not consistent, it doesn't happen. And so next time I'm going to talk about that. Maturity demands consistency. You're living in a new world, and the new world is going to demand maturity. And one of the elements you're going to need is consistency. We'll pick up on that next week. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that the hand of God will be strong in the lives of your people, that what they've heard today they would apply, that they would say, God, I get it. I'm clear. I'm clear, I'm clear and I need you in my life. If someone's here, Lord, who doesn't know your Savior, let this be the transforming moment where they surrender their lives to Jesus and say, God, I need you. Transform their lives today. Heal them today and give them grace and victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so you heard the story. You've seen it live. You're clear. This was a guy whose life could have been stuck in one place. 40 plus years in one place. Are you that person stuck in one place, can't see beyond where you are? Look at this guy's life. He used the tools he had. Begging was all he had, but he used it until he got something better. God can really bless you. I'm telling you, just use what you have and watch him bless it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who joined us today on demand. May the word of God come alive in their life and may they rise and say, I'm going to learn from this lame man and I'm going to rise beyond. I will rise beyond this season. And I declare that in their life in Jesus' name.
Thank you for being with me. It's always a joy. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. I'll see you next time right here on demand as we learn how to grow and be mature. I've got more to say. See you next time.